Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. Going to talk a little Spooner today. His letter to Grover Cleveland section where he's talking about legal tender laws and excerpting these Supreme Court quotes showing what an insane world this is and how the government has absolutely no concern for your rights, your money, your life, anything. It's all subordinate to the government. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative. I believed all this stuff, this nonsense about fantastic situation, the Constitution, the freedom machine, and the rights for years and years and years. And then about 25 years ago, I got the Internet. And in fairly short order, I figured out it was a scam. It was a con. It was a grift to keep me on this taxpaying plantation. And when I figured that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. And I don't need constitutional conservatives anymore. I've also given myself a Lifetime Achievement Award. And soon I'm going to give myself the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award, which is the highest medal that a civilian can bestow on themselves. And that's going to happen when the Jones Plantation movie is finally officially released. And the reason I like to give myself these fake awards and credentials is to mock credentialing, because most credentialing is just the proof, outside proof, that you are fully brainwashed and the government approves of your brainwashing schedule. (laughs) That doesn't mean you know anything about the topic that's real. In fact, most of the stuff you know is probably a pack of lies because almost everything they teach is lies. And people who don't have credentials might be much better informed. But it's all this jammed into credentials and people believe them so much because they're so easily brainwashed. All right, enough of that. Let's go ahead and get this show going. So I'm going to continue Spooner's fantastic essay, A Letter to Grover Cleveland. And this is such a great part we're in. We're in section 21, but all these episodes, really, they do stand on their own. This one is going to talk about how the state has justified basically abusing the living crap out of you with these legal tender laws. And, of course, we just got through the discussion of uh, the contracts, which, of course, he used some of those legal tender law excerpts to show how absurd it all is. Legal tender laws are something that no one ever discusses, especially constitutional conservatives. All they ever talk about is fiscal policy, freedom of markets, and all this made-up nonsense. We have a fake money system. (laughs) When you have a fake money system that's ultimately controlled by private interests, though the government enforces it, there is no such thing as a free market. And the idea that we have a free market in this country is ludicrous, and it's always the same with the comparing ours to the bestest, best prison around, defending the warden, talking about how, well, why don't you go move here or there? The purpose is to try to explain to people the fundamental concepts they've been fooled by, and constitutional conservatives simply ignore all the realities. Sure, they make fun of liberals, and they're right to make fun of liberals and liberal policies. The problem is their solutions and their positions are fantastically hypocritical and can never work. I've showed people how the Republicans were responsible for the Civil War and all the insanity of Reconstruction and the court packing and jamming all these unconstitutional laws down everybody's throats, including the 14th Amendment with the Equal Protection Clause, with all the hypocrisy related to it and the so-called of buying for the people. It's all a lie, people. It's all just a complete and total lie 
And anyone who has the objective ability to look at the facts will find that out. The people are continuously brainwashed intentionally in order to make sure that they never catch on and that they just choose between red or blue or give up because all politicians are criminals and all politicians are crooked and they don't vote. That's why only half the people even bother to vote. That's why the country, therefore, gets so-called run by 25 percent of the people casting a vote for one of two completely and totally dishonest jokers running on virtually the same platform. <laughs> uh, it's so dumb, man. It's all so dumb. So Spooner's a fantastic vacation from all the stupidity because his stuff is so great. So let's go ahead and pick it up here in section 21. I am going to read the last paragraph prior to section 21 just to pick everybody up because it's so funny anyway. And it just shows the contempt he has for the judicial system, which is the same contempt I have for that system and the entire government. Banditi have not usually kept Supreme Courts of their own to legalize either their robberies or their promises to pay for past robberies out of the proceeds of their future ones. Perhaps they may now take a lesson from our Supreme Court and establish courts of their own that will hereafter legalize all their contracts of this kind. <laughs> so that's how we lead into Section 21. To justify its declaration that Congress has power to alter men's contracts after they are made, the court dwells upon the fact that at the times when the legal tender acts were passed, their government was in the peril of its life and asserts that it had therefore a right to do almost anything for its self-preservation without much regard to its honesty or dishonesty towards private persons. Thus it says... And now it has a long excerpt. And this is such an important part because people run around defending the country and claiming the country's this, and the country's that. We've got to save the republic and get our country back and all this crap. It's all brainwashing. There's no such thing as the country. The country's just the government. <laughs> and whatever power it can exert over whatever land and people and materials and resources it can control through force and fraud. That's all it actually is. And all the other beliefs are just fairy tales put into people's heads from the time they're very young. But all this flag waving and go get the colors and save and these colors don't run and all this other insanity that's put in people's heads. It's really so crazy. Listen to this fantastic excerpt that... Spooner gives from one of the legal tender cases. The court was so-called justifying why it was allowed to pass these legal tender laws and just steal money from people and force them to take garbage. A civil war was then raging, which seriously threatened the overthrow of the government and the destruction of the Constitution itself. That's, neither of those statements is true. The South was not attempting to get control of Washington, D.C. and tell the North what to do. It wasn't. <laughs> it just, that was not part of the war. It's not even any theoretical part of the war. Forget the fact that I've already showed that it had absolutely no authority to conduct such a war and to force people back in to an involuntary situation, then call it a voluntary situation. The Constitution was not under any threat at all. It was welcome to continue on with the people and the states of the North. That's all. There was no threat. So this is just an outright lie they start out with. It demanded the equipment and support of large armies and navies and the employment of money to an extent beyond the capacity of all ordinary sources of supply. Um, it didn't demand anything. There was no reason to conduct a war. The people were free to leave. <laughs> Meanwhile, the public treasury was nearly empty 
and the credit of the government, if not stretched to its utmost tension, had become nearly exhausted. Moneyed institutions had advanced largely of their means and more could not be expected of them. They had been compelled to suspend specie payment. <laughs> They'd been compelled <laughs> to start ripping people off. Uh, taxation was inadequate to pay even the interest on the debt already incurred. And it was impossible to await the income of additional taxes. See this? Desperate situation. Why? They don't have to keep the South in it. There was no reason to conduct the war. The war was completely and totally unconstitutional. I've proved it with chat GPT and in every other way. You cannot have a war to hold a voluntary union together. You just can't. <laughs> Let's continue with this. The necessity was immediate and pressing. The army was unpaid. There was then due to the soldiers in the field nearly a score of millions of dollars. Their requisites from the war and Navy departments for supplies exceeded 50 millions. And the current expenditure was over $1 million per day. Foreign credit, we had none. We say nothing of the overhanging paralysis of trade and business generally, which threatened loss of confidence in the ability of the government to maintain its continued existence and therewith the complete destruction of all remaining national credit. <laughs> As though this government has a right to exist on its own, somehow independent of the rights of the people. War is the perfect opportunity to see whether the government has the consent of the people. They need to sign up, not be conscripted, which was not the case here, and they need to voluntarily turn over their assets to the government to continue the war. But none of that was happening. Taxation is nothing but robbery of the people anyway to keep it going. <laughs> you see, this is the confusion that it created this great nation. Just a government. Just a shit government that people were supposedly on board with voluntarily. Here it is, destroying and ravaging and ripping off its own people in order to go down and conduct war on other people. It was claiming weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> it's so crazy. Let's continue. It was at such a time and in such circumstances that Congress was called upon to devise a means for maintaining the Army and Navy, for securing the large supplies of money needed, and indeed for the preservation of the government created by the Constitution. It was at such a time and in such an emergency that the legal tender acts were passed. <laughs> See this? National emergency. covid Oh, we have to do all this stuff. Trillions of dollars spent. Why? Uh, to backstop all these blue states, to lock people down and pay them to not work, force them to jabs, create a jab, pass it all around. See, this is always emergency crap. There's no emergency. The government has to be of bind for, meaning the consent of the people. They cannot be taxing people, meaning taking their goods and services and property against their will. That's not a voluntary government. That is a criminal enterprise. And here we are. This was the excuse given, right? Let's continue. In the same case, Bradley, who's one of the justices, said, Can the poor man's cattle and horses and corn be thus taken by the government when the public exigency requires it? And cannot the rich man's bonds and notes be in the like manner taken to reach the same end? <laughs> yeah, see, the government just cruised around through the South just stealing everything. When they were in the North, they stole everything. They just requisition, go out and just steal everybody's property. Don't pay them anything. Just take it. And now they're claiming here in the case that 
the ability to so-called steal all this stuff at gunpoint, rob the people of all their assets and food supplies, and corn, grain, fuel, anything they've got. That was uh, the equivalent of taking the money from people in the form of notes and bonds by watering them down and turning them into garbage. <laughs> so they can steal one way, they can steal another. That's basically what the justice is saying there and claiming this somehow justifies these legal tender laws. Let's continue. He also said, it is absolutely essential to independent national existence that government should have a firm hold on the two great instrumentalities of the sword and the purse and the right to wield them without restriction on occasions of national peril. You like this? You like this? So they can just wield the sword and the purse in order to keep itself alive. They can just abuse their citizens in any manner possible. Why? This is the continuation of government act where if the government goes down, they have this laughably unconstitutional act that has all these additional things in it for how the government will continue. As though continuing the government is the highest need, the absolute essential. This is just like all these movies where they run around, a senator's threatened or a justice is threatened or the president's threatened, and they move heaven and earth and every kind of abuse is engaged in, in order to protect this person. Who cares about protecting these people? They're fungible criminals. They're just people that run for office, just crooks. It's laughable. Who cares if they get taken out? It doesn't make any difference. These movies make it seem like it's some crisis. Who cares? They're all crooked. They're all jokes. I've gone through list after list. <laughs> it just showed you in every way. Let's continue. In certain emergencies, government must have had its command, not only the personal services, the bodies and lives of its citizens, but the lesser, though not less essential, power of absolute control over the resources of the country. <laughs> its armies must be filled and its navies manned by citizens in person. You hear all this craziness? The government is just supposed to be able to have the right to just completely take over any and everything in the country, force you to go serve it and die for it. This doesn't make any sense, people. But this is stuff that the Supreme Court justices wrote in order to justify these legal tender laws because they understood how extreme and insane these laws are. And of course, now they're no longer discussed. And this flag-waving nonsense that people are uh, propagandized with endlessly about the country and saving the country, and save the republic, it's the greatest thing ever created, and I die for my country, and all these other stupid, crazy ideas people have put in their heads. I'm showing you, this stuff goes back a long way. But listen how insane that is. In certain emergencies, government must have at its command not only the personal services, the bodies and lives of its citizens, but the lesser, though not less essential, power of absolute control over the resources of the country? What? Where is this given in the Constitution? How could this ever be constitutional? Who would turn over such a thing that my government, I'm going to voluntarily consent to, I'm going to turn over the right to, against my will, take any and everything they need from me in order to keep the government guns going. They can take my life. They can force me into service. They can conscript me and put a gun to my back and tell me to go kill other people. <laughs> See, this is complete and total insanity. All over the world, this kind of nonsense is spread. Every kind of book and movie, everything tells the exact same story. This is why people can't think outside this Overton window. Every side agrees we have to save the government. And then they just argue about what kind of government we need to save. And it's really all just minor details. Let's continue on with some more of these long quotations he gives. Also, he said, The conscription may deprive me of liberty and destroy my life. 
All these are fundamental political conditions on which life, property, and money are respectfully held and enjoyed under our system of government, nay, under any system of government. (laughs) You hear this? This is the so-called voluntary government. I did the entire show on conscription and showed you there's nothing there. They literally just assume it in. If a power this great can be assumed in, that the government holds your life in its hands, that can just force you to go die for it, for any cause it cares to choose, how are you free? So you're not. If they can just take your money and force you to take complete and total garbage in return, i.e. the U.S. dollars that have no value at all, take your gold, take things of value, take your labor, take your minerals, take your land, take your products you produce, and force you to exchange them for something that has no value at all, well, then you get what you can see. All these selected super elites that buy up everything, they control it all. And the government, who everyone runs around waving flags, defending. (laughs) It's so dumb. Let's continue. There are times when the exigencies of the state rightly absorb all subordinate considerations of private interest, convenience, and feeling. (laughs) You hear this? All subordinate considerations of, in effect, the people. They all get absorbed up into the state. This is every science fiction kind of futuristic movie. This is constantly with the I'm doing my part GIF and all these other things. This is the brainwashing of backing the blue. This is the brainwashing of loving on our soldiers who are sent all over the world to fight and die for the government interests, which are simply just these corporate elite interests. That's why Smedley Butler wrote, War is Just a Racket. He wrote it back in the 1930s. <laughs> it's, it's no different. Listen to this language the Supreme Court feels free to use. How can anyone consider themselves to be free and think the Supreme Court interprets the Constitution? The Constitution is some document that produces freedom or protects it. If this words represent what's in the Constitution, the Constitution is utter shit. And if it doesn't, then what these criminals up in government do is even more outrageous. It's only one of the two. Either answer is that whatever this thing is, it's garbage, people. It's total garbage. Let's continue. Such an attempt as this to justify one crime by taking for granted the justice of other greater crimes is a rather desperate mode of reasoning for a court of law to say nothing of a court of justice. That was back when there was a distinction. But I mean, how devastating is that, right? (laughs) it's ridiculous these quotes are insane people wouldn't even believe them if I put them out there let's continue the answer to it is that no government however good in any other respect any more than any other good institution has any right to live otherwise than on purely voluntary support it can have no right to take either Quote, the poor man's cattle and horses and corn, or, quote, the rich man's bonds and notes, or poor men's bodies and lives without their consent. And when a government resorts to such measures to save its life, we need no further proof that its time to die has come. A good government, no more than a bad one, has any right to live by robbery, murder, or any other crime. (laughs) Uh, How do you argue with it, right? So you're going to defend the idea that the government does have a right to commit whatever crimes it needs to in order to survive? Okay, well, what kind of government is that? 
<laughs> is that a government of freedom? Or oh, they're saving it against the worst governments. Always the same. With the worst is worst. The commies are coming. Well, let them come. We'll keep fighting them, just like they do in Afghanistan. You can never take this country. You can never take this country. The only reason this country has been so-called conquered is because the people are so brainwashed, they support the tyranny that's in D.C. That's all it is. They just can't see it because the brainwashing's so deep about the freedom and the amazement and the getting back to the incredible freedom and the flag-waving nonsense that people are brainwashed with by media, academia. Every single day, all day long, in every kind of way. Let's continue. But so think not the justices of the Supreme Court of the United States. On the contrary, they hold that in comparison with the preservation of the government, all the rights of the people to property, liberty, and life are worthless things not to be regarded. That's exactly what the court just said. There's no way else to interpret it. They act like saving the country was the most important thing, that all these other things have to be subordinated to it. They don't give any basis for it. They don't give any possible constitutional way that anybody has ever agreed to this. <laughs> so crazy. So they hold that in such an exigency as they describe. Congress had the right to commit any crime against any private persons by which the government could be saved. And among these lawful crimes, the court holds that Congress had the right to issue money that should serve as a license to all holders of it to cheat or rather openly rob their creditors. That's exactly what legal tender laws say. And of course, that's exactly what the court did say. And this is why the legal tender laws were struck down initially. And then thanks to the Republicans and their court packing, they changed the court. They jammed it through. And a year later, the court approved it five to four after losing four to three. <laughs> That's all. They jacked at the number from seven and nine. They put their people on there and they got it through five to four. That's it. That's how it happened, people. I did all those shows on that. This is why you needed to understand it. This is why the hypocrisy of the right, the Republicans who run around, pretend to be for freedom and all this stuff and talk about how the Democrats are taking advantage and misusing the Constitution, trying to get control and all this other crap. Nobody did it worse than the Republicans. Nobody. They put us into this prison. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, Legal Man? <laughs> well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now, let's get back to the show. The Republicans who run around and pretend to be for freedom and all this stuff and talk about how the Democrats are taking advantage and misusing the Constitution, trying to get control and all this other crap. Nobody did it worse than the Republicans. Nobody. They put us into this prison. Continue. The court might, with just as much reason, have said that to preserve the life of the government, Congress had the right to issue such money as would authorize all creditors to demand twice the amount of their honest dues from all debtors. That's right. 
What you can do to one side, you can do the other side of the equation. This is just like what we talked about in the last episode when we were talking about this ability to blow up the obligation of contracts. This is what legal tender laws do. They could just as easily manipulate it around the opposite way. (laughs) They could. The court might, with just as much reason, have said that to preserve the life of the government. Congress had the right to sell indulgences for all manner of crimes, for theft, robbery, rape, murder, and all other crimes for which indulgences would bring a price in the market. (laughs) There's no way to say they couldn't have. Under the court's reasoning, everything gets subordinated. They don't have any constitutional basis for doing this. There's no such thing as an emergency. They're at war with the people in the country who decided to leave. They voted to leave. They peacefully voted to leave. That's what happened. That was unacceptable to the insane people who run the government who are power hungry. Hear this? Selling indulgences. There you go. That's a great one. I love that. It's classic Spooner. That would really point out the absurdity. Just like I've said, you could just have Hunter Biden as the only person on the Supreme Court. You could. And then whatever he said was so-called law of the land, we all have to obey it. Then people would see how ridiculous it is. But as it is, they hide it. They only go so far and then they cast these legal terms. And they bring all these different pundits and academics and media figures in there to argue about these sort of random, not essential pieces of the uh, situation and drag everybody into ditches and confuse them. That's the entire purpose, manner in which all of this is conducted. That's why I can't stand these constitutional conservatives. Because once I figured it out, I realized, well, they're the real problem. See, the liberals, they're much more honest and open. They're psychopaths, but they let everybody know they don't believe in any kind of freedom. They believe that the government has a right to tell you what to do and to just take your shit and give it to somebody else. The constitutional conservatives pretend to be for freedom. But this is what Republicans, Civil War Republicans look like. This is what they are. They're all for the military and police power of the state. That's why they love back the blue. It's why they love the military. This is the hypocrisy that they are. And when you combine the two together, what you have is the modern United States, a welfare state and a police state. <laughs> you can vote for the welfare state and you can vote for the police state. And of course, both parties ultimately support the police state. Let's continue a little bit more. Can anyone imagine it possible that if the government had always done nothing but that equal and exact justice to all men, which he has in quotes, because that's what really set him off from the inauguration speech that Grover Cleveland gave, which was the impetus to write this essay that really set him off when he read that Grover Cleveland had promised to do equal and exact justice to all men, (laughs) which is so obvious. They don't do anything of the sort. There's no part of that's true. It's just empty Barnum statements that the crowd gets emotionally attached to. And you can watch any political speech today. I pointed out all the time on Twitter and in my shows. These are meaningless statements. They aren't true. They're lies. Let's start that one over so people have the whole thing. Can anyone imagine it possible that if the government had always done nothing but that equal and exact justice to all men, which you say it is pledged to do, but which you must know it has never done, that it could ever have been brought into any such peril of its life as these judges describe? (laughs) Right. If the government was doing equal and exact justice to all men, there never would have been a secession movement. There never would have. There never would have been the slavery. There never would have been any of the stuff that goes on because the purpose of government is not to do equal and exact justice. It's to do the exact opposite. It's to impose injustice on whoever they care to by the people who control government. That's it. It's just this constant brainwashing the opposite. 
Could it ever have been necessitated to take either the poor man's cattle and horses and corn, or the rich man's bonds and notes, or the poor man's bodies and lives without their consent? Could it ever have been necessitated to conscript the poor man, too poor to pay a ransom of $300, made thus poor by the tyranny of the government itself, deprive him of his liberty and destroy his life? So you could get out of the draft if you just paid 300 bucks. Well, that was a lot of money. I mean, a huge amount of money back then. And so, of course, it's just right back to, obviously, this is not equal and exact justice. There's no such thing as any kind of equality in this country. There never has been. There hasn't been any since the Equal Protection Clause. I've proved that again and again. But look at the insanity, the doublespeak that they say all the time. It's just, it's on display. The reason people don't catch on to it is because constitutional conservatives lie about it, cover it up, pretend otherwise, give these phony arguments where they don't disclose the real facts that are necessary and they only beat up on liberals. It's true that the liberal policies are idiotic. The problem is the conservative politics are also idiotic. Let's continue. Could it have ever been necessitated to sell indulgences for crime to either debtors or creditors? Or anybody else to preserve the Constitution? A Constitution, I repeat, that authorized nothing but equal and exact justice to all men? Could it have ever been necessitated to send into the field millions of ignorant men to cut the throats of other young men as ignorant as themselves, few of whom on either side had ever read the Constitution or had any real knowledge of its legal meaning, and not one of whom had ever signed it or promised to support it, or was under the least obligation to support it. God, it's devastating. And you can see this is why he wrote Constitution of No Authority, No Treason, because they were attempting to claim these people were traitors. And he just goes through and shows that there's absolutely no way you can be a traitor like that. The document has absolutely no force and effect. No obligation whatsoever to obey it. It's utter nonsense. Let's continue a little bit more. It is, I think, perfectly safe to say that not one in a thousand, probably not one in 10,000 of these young men who were sent out to butcher others and be butchered themselves had any real knowledge of the Constitution they were professedly sent out to support or any reasonable knowledge of the real character and motives of the Congresses and courts that profess to administer the Constitution. If they had possessed this knowledge, how many of them would have ever gone to the field? <laughs> wow. You know none. Who the hell is going to go do that? Who's going to defend the insanity that this thing is? This is why I have such a huge problem with constitutional conservatives. If people knew the truth, if they read War is a Racket, if they understood Spooner's principles, if they understood how badly they'd been fooled, you wouldn't have support for Back the Blue. You wouldn't have support for the military. You wouldn't have support for the government of this country. You wouldn't have support for the agencies. You wouldn't have it. Because it doesn't deserve any of it. Because the phrases it uses are empty hypocrisy. <laughs> Freedom and rights and all this crap. Anyone can look around and see none of that happens. They take anything they want from you and spend it on anything they want. That is a situation a slave is in. Not a free man. This is not done with consent. If they had the people's consent, they wouldn't need to come and threaten people to collect taxes. It would all be given voluntarily. It's all so dumb. If the stuff was consensual, you wouldn't have this huge military running around so-called defending the interests of the United States. They talk about Putin having problems. What is the Monroe Doctrine? 
What is it that this entire half of the world is United States interest? And if you come over here, you're basically going to get blown up. We're going to start a war with you. That was from the 19th century. Now we've expanded our so-called national interest everywhere. Some islands pop up in the Sea of Japan. And next thing you know, this is something that we may have to go to war over. <laughs> it's just so dumb that people can continue to be snowed by this. See, it's so dumb. And this is why I'm so offended by constitutional conservatives who pretend to be for freedom and liberty when they so clearly are not. Both sides hate Putin, tell us he's terrible. So you can pretty much be sure that Putin is really no problem at all. <laughs> you can just be sure of it. Think of the wars we've been involved with. Remember Madeleine Albright? 250,000 dead Iraqi children. That was a reasonable price to pay. For what? For lies? Going over there and killing Gaddafi? What about Vietnam? Every single place we get involved with, now we're giving cluster bombs to Ukraine? People know the history of that place? <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so insane what people believe. It's so insane. I'm not going to read any more today from Spooner because the chapter has another nice little part to it, this little section, and I want to cover that in a separate standalone episode because I think it's important. The excerpts he included in there are so powerful in my opinion. And this is why I did the legal tenor laws kind of in the way I did because I knew these were coming and you can just see the tenor of what the court said and the idea of living through this like he did. He was a 60-year-old man when the Civil War broke out and he saw this slaughter. And this man was not in any way in favor of slavery. He wrote huge essay about abolition how the Constitution does not support slavery and doesn't, it's actually not legal under it. But he was completely against the war because the war is just as much of an abuse or worse. And slavery, the reality is, slavery ended in all these countries around the world without any other civil war. Our war, civil war, so-called, was not about slavery. It's just a complete remake of it. It's all. It's just a complete revisionist history. It's a fakery. All you have to do is look around and go look at the recruiting posters that were out, that the union put out. You will never find one that says, sign up to go fight to free black people so they can come up and marry your daughter and live with you. You're not going to find that. You're not going to find anything about it because there was massive racism at the time. There weren't any propaganda campaigns to generate people volunteering for the union in order to go down there and free black people so they can come up here. Be free men and compete with you and work and services. There was nothing like that. It was all the same. Hold the union together. Rebellion has to be put down. All these Barnum phrases. It's nonsense. People fell for. The war was not about freeing slaves. 25% of the people in the South had at least one slave. That's it. 75% did not have a slave. Totally impossible to conduct a war to fight for something that 75% of the people didn't even have. One to two percent of the population of the South held basically all the slaves. It's like claiming that you go to war in order to protect Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and their way of life. <laughs> Nobody's going to go sign up for that. Nobody is. It's moronic. And that's why I dislike these constitutional conservatives, because they lie about every issue that matters. They lie about every single issue that matters. They never discuss legal tender laws. They never discuss the Federal Reserve. They talk about supposed fiscal policy. They act as though you can have this sort of hard money policy, but we don't have hard money. They act like this 
von Mises type of uh, economics, Hayek and stuff, that that's Austrian economics is what we need to apply. That stuff doesn't work when you have fake money, dude. <laughs> but they ignore all that. They ignore it all. They act like we could lose the country. They can't even describe what the country is. They talk about coming together as a country. You can't come together with people you fundamentally disagree with. They'll go through this long litany of things that liberals are doing and want to do and the insane stuff. And then they'll say, we got to get Republicans in there. Why? Why? So we can then force the liberals to do shit they don't want to do? No. This is the problem with all the centralization, all this non-consensual activity that government promotes, that these people promote. They promote using the guns of the government to do what they want. <laughs> it's just, it's so dumb, people. Uh, I wish people could catch on. But the fact that people can't catch on, it's just become obvious that people can't catch on. It's just more and more proof that whatever these people are, they're nothing like me. That's all. They're nothing like me. And the idea that we're ever going to convince them, it's just not going to happen. And if we can't get the tiny little percentage, 10% or less, of the people in an area to understand jury nullification, to try to protect us from this insanity, then nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to work. That's all. Because they're never going to have a, their currency with Bitcoin or any other kind of crypto. That's never going to break up the monopoly because they know where their bread's buttered. I'm reading you these cases. I did legal tender. They know. They know where their power comes from. They've always known. So the idea that they're going to lose it somehow to some group of jokers screwing around with crypto and Bitcoin. It's not going to happen, people. It's not going to happen. So, all right, that's all I'm going to say today on this. If you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review. Even though I'm kind of going more to just trolling there, I, I don't know how much more I'm going to even try to spend time convincing people because it's just so ridiculous at this point. I mean, just the clown world we live in, if this isn't enough for people to catch on, then nothing I say is going to change their mind. And I want to thank the people on Patreon who support my show. I really do. I appreciate you guys. You have a lot of integrity, and I appreciate having a group of people who get what I say, appreciate what I say, and understand the kind of risks I've taken in making this show. Thank you. As far as the movie, Jones Plantation, I play Mr. Jones. The digital release is coming out soon. It may be August 6th or something around there. It's been the 29th, the 6th. It keeps getting moved around for different reasons, but it's definitely coming out very soon. And when I have better details, I will let you know. But I hope people support that project because it's a great movie. The people who've seen it really enjoy it. And soon enough, people will be able to start making their own assessments of how good that movie is and how entertaining. I think it's going to become a cult classic. But, of course, I'm a little biased. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't think there's anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to take your service away. More quash. More quash.